Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. Teenagers with Attitude. Oh, God. Teenagers with Attitude. The show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. Uh, and this week, boy, just <laughs> the problematicness ramps up, and so does the sexual tension between uh-huh. Vulcan Skull. So it's there's a lot this week. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Teenagers with Attitude, where we really like gum yep that's right uh i mean you know how you do shorthand for a teenager with attitude is they chew gum all the time even in school so it works uh when did skull stop chewing gum he still does he still does okay i feel like it's he definitely only chews it when he's in his punk clothes i feel like they don't maybe he's too like law-abiding i guess to, to do it with the cop uniform yeah he's a he's a cop now he can't you know you can't chew gum when you're a cop that's a well-known rule and that lovely voice you hear is simon oh thank you hey everyone uh so yeah we're, we're gonna talk about the uh the last episode of the arrowhead four-parter that's not a four-parter i guess today the arrowhead march madness this is also the last episode we're recording in march so we should have done some kind of March Madness type thing. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's okay. Considering <laughs> considering the subject matter, I'm glad we sure, did. Sure, that's yeah. true. This doesn't really <laughs> match up with like a fun celebration. This is a good point. Yeah, the thing is, for so for a, a lot of this, there's been like, well, we've been dealing with this like fucking, let's just call it racist horseshit uh-huh. for yeah, short. I think that works. Yeah. Uh, there have been some fun side plots, you know, we got Punch a Bunch, you know, we got the, yeah. the, the ball monster, there's been some fun stuff, this is, everything's coming to a head here. I, there's still some fun stuff in this. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, very good. I didn't intend <laughs> I for that. I was trying to find happened. what pun you were making there. Can we just stop the episode? <laughs> Um, but no, we won't. Uh, but yeah, so there's still some fun stuff that we'll talk about, and there's some crap also, so uh-huh. we'll get there. Uh, before that, I have a couple very, very quick uh, talk uh, talking about things is. Uh-huh. 
Talking about things. The first one I wanted to go over is uh, today, as of this recording, um, we are uh, the Power Rangers Battle for the Grid fighting game has been released on Switch oh, only. Was... Oh, and I would love to play it, but it's you not don't out have for a another... Switch anymore. I don't have a Switch anymore, and it's not out for another week on PS4 in the United States. In Europe, you can play it soon, but not here, though. I mean, so. I have a Switch, but I'm not going to drop 20 bucks on it until I hear people tell me it's good. So. Well, this, the standard a- release of that game is very weird, because it's not even by region. It's by region by and platform. console, and it's yeah. like, yeah, and, and like they threw darts at a board. It's very it, it, strange. They, they, they pro- since it's not a big wide release, they probably just submitted it to the publishers and like whatever Nintendo certification passed faster. So it's out now, I guess, or something. Yeah. So so uh, what you're saying, Simon, is that you'd like to hear first that it's a quality release. Well, yes. I have news. Oh, good. Someone f- discovered an infinite with Cat the first day. Awesome. So- it's also so twenty bucks. Here we go. <laughs> so here's the here's the thing about that. If you don't know much about fighting games and infinite, and it may not be a true infinite, but I've seen people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, basically, an infinite means what it sounds like, which is that if you do a certain thing, you can just hit someone forever. Yeah. There's no window for the person to like counter or recover or recover from it until they die. Right. And that happens uh, yep. with fighting games. Seri- like first day of a fighting game. That's not crazy. It doesn't necessarily mean the game is broken. That said, I was watching it and it's like it's basically two standings in a low and then you just do that over and over again. And that well, they probably should have caught. I can actually do then and with <laughs> yeah. Kat who's pretty cool. So, <laughs> I mean, so maybe when it's on sale. <laughs> Yeah, so that seems like something they maybe should have caught, but I'm sure they'll fix it. Like we talked about, the people on that uh, game are pretty competent. So it's just funny that that, uh, someone, uh, the internet internet famous Weed Lord Vegeta sent it to me earlier today. It was just like, hey, look at this thing. It's day one. And I was like, oh, good. Great. great, Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's that. Uh, The second thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I... Well, I lost my list. I accidentally closed my windows. That's fine. Well, that's a uh, thing. I, I, do, uh, I do remember the third one. Okay. Uh, oh, I remember it. Okay. Uh, March 23rd, which will be a little bit uh, uh, ago when you guys listen to this, but it's only a couple days past when we're recording, uh, was the second anniversary of the Power Rangers movie. We're all old and we're dying. <laughs> that's that's how it's going. Uh. It's been... Yeah, it feels any anytime I think about anything that came out in 2017 specifically, it feels like it just came out and it was two years ago at this point. It's like everyone's talking about Breath of the Wild recently and like a bit Persona 5, and it's these things are all two years old at this point, and it feels like they just came out. Oh god, we're so old. Yes, we're we're quite old. We will be dead eventually. Uh the third thing is a pretty good article on comicbook.com. Uh, that's an interview with uh, the Blue Ranger for Power Rangers Beast Morphers, uh, whose name I'm going to butcher Ravi. now, but I'm going to do my... Well, the character's name is Ravi. Yeah. The actor's name is uh, Jasmeet Budawalia. Right. I hope I got even sort of close. <laughs> uh, uh, apologies. Um, but it's a really cool interview. It talks about the the uh, audition process in more depth than I've... Like, I've heard of, of a little bit here and there. But I guess he he went through five separate auditions, 
which is that seems like a lot. That's a lot for for a TV role. I think. I think usually it's not quite that many. I know that like movies will often have that many roles. Um, but he said he had a um, uh, a casting official pre read, then a casting director audition, then a producer audition, then another producer audition, and then a chemistry test with like other people that they're considering. Okay, for a second I was like. Wait, they haven't taken a chemistry <laughs> test? Yeah, like, like solve you, these molecules? Yeah, how do like, these react? They're like, what's the exponents in a mole? Go. Well, when, when you first said <laughs> that, my initial thought was, was that a euphemism for a drug test? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they make him, they make him piss into a cup before he can be a power. You know, honestly, wouldn't surprise me, to be, to be completely honest. But, um... Yeah, I feel like... The, the, so... so well, I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, so, yeah, we've gotten bits and pieces of what the interview process is like for Power Rangers. The problem is those bits and pieces come from, you know, 25 years of the show's production. You know, changing hands in terms of, like, who's releasing it, who's in charge, what the methodology is. So it's kind of hard to know, like, like how all of that shit pieces together, you know? Yeah, so this is interesting. The other thing that's really cool, and, and again, if you go to comicbook.com and just search... uh um, Jasmeet Budawalia, which is J-A-S-M-E-E-T. Honestly, that'll probably do it. I ain't gonna spell the whole thing. <laughs> um, then you can find that this interview. But one of the other really interesting things he notes is that after he, one of the things they make you do is do martial arts and not necessarily like do this kind of kick, but just like, hey, show me what kind of physical things you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have phrased that better. And he says that he has. He had like seven months um, from the first audition to the last one. So after the first one, he immediately went and joined a Taekwondo school, <laughs> and uh, which I think is great. And then he just took six, like seven days a week lessons for six months. And then when he got to the last one, they're like, wow, you know a lot. And he was like, yep. Don't ask over the time period of which I have learned this, please. That's awesome. It's like the karate equivalent of, like, bullshitting that you can speak some foreign language for a role and then, like, just learning it by the time the role starts to shoot or something. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. But but other than that, the article actually goes through, like, um, what they're looking for in a ranger, how they, they try to help you get into your character... Um, the other thing that I thought found was interesting is they don't tell you what ranger you're reading for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just kind of like, here's some lines, basically, and, and then... They, they probably don't decide right away who's going to play which ranger, right? I mean, they, I, guess yeah. the, I guess they knew that the yellow one was going to be a girl, but I, I don't think they, like, put, like, ethnicities down on the sheet to, like, make sure to cast... No. Yeah. No, no, I think you're probably right. And the mm-hmm. other thing that, um, uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, he is the first Punjabi ranger, which is That's cool. cool. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's some cool stuff in that thing. You should check it out. It's a good article in a way that like, I don't mean to like trash on comicbook.com, but a lot of the stuff I see there is really kind of, um, I mean, this is a fluff piece. They're all fluff pieces, but it's more like an ad, essentially. Mm-hmm. Also, and this, like comicbook.com, I've been hearing rumbles that like they just make shit up sometimes, right? But so. in this case, it seems like they've they've got 
a pretty good little interview here. So um, you should check it out. It's like fun. an anecdote I heard about comicbook.com is if you check out their article on James Gunn being rehired for Guardians of the Galaxy in the recommended uh, articles like related to that, they have every possible variation of James Gunn fired considering getting him back like completely off the table whatever like it's like every <laughs> every possible like quantum possibility is has been covered by comic book at this point that's very funny yeah um but yeah it's a it's a an interesting article and i would check it out if you want to know more about the interview and like all that kind of process for for what it takes to to be a power ranger so it's cool um yeah so that's it those are my uh, talking about things this week. So why don't we move into Power Rangers Zeo Season 1, Episode 21. Brother, can you spare an arrowhead? Stop. Can we not, though? Can we just Stop. not, though? Can we talk about the title? It's bad. That's- it's bad. It's, I don't know how old that song is. It's very old. <laughs> and like those writers decided to just title the episode of this children's show once again with a reference to a song that is from far before they were born. I think it's from the... Um, is it not from the Depression? It seems like, like it would that. be. It's, it's, 1930. It's, there, there you go. go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if, if you don't know the song, it's Brother Can You Spare a Dime. Yeah. Uh, from 1930. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's been around a pretty long time. I mean, it's um, got the word brother in the title, which is really all they needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had another <laughs> noun that it could replace yeah. with an arrowhead. There you go. Yeah, I just... I just pulled this up, and it says it was considered by Republicans to be anti-capitalist propaganda, and that's very funny. So, God, it's a song about uh, begging for money because you're starving to death. That's awesome. Yeah, off. You know, things haven't changed as much as you might think they have. <laughs> Not really, huh? Uh, so yeah, that that's that. Um, but yeah, it's an awful name. It's just a bad. <laughs> now, on top of like the all the Arrowhead stuff. It doesn't Why flow do they well. keep making references to shit that none of these kids would it's, ever know? Like, the writers were in their 30s in the 90s. Well, they were, like, at the youngest, old Gen Xers writing this show. Like, so just keep right. that in mind. That's the reason why. Well, yeah. uh, uh, okay, so, so here's the thing. In reality, TV episode titles are more for just chronicling purposes and, like, TV listing things and helping people keep track of shit. It's generally not in themselves meant to be jokes for the kids to get. But I mean, Power Rangers is one of those shows that actually shows the title of the episode while it's airing. So, <laughs> this, wait, does it? Yeah, it does. Every beginning of every episode, it's God, on screen. I've never noticed. I mean, Jeez. <laughs> even then, that's still that's still why they bother to make a joke at all. But like, it, yeah. it, it doesn't need to be. Yeah, you know, it's for the parents reading the TV guide, going, huh, "I get that reference Who from also my were parents." Not alive. Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, so we start uh, this episode uh, with King Mondo being like, "You dumb idiot! You gave me this arrowhead. There's How this... stupid are you even?" I'm sorry to interrupt, we... but like, there, there's the shorter intro to the episode. I don't know if that was last week. Also, is that is no? That this you? is the first week we talked about. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it last week that. Um, uh, Ranger Wiki said that, that that was the last time they show the full theme yeah. for Zio. It's a fucking shame. Yeah, cause... it is, because that song slaps. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So that sucks. But yeah, it's a shorter uh, shorter intro this week. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, King Mondo's got this arrowhead. Uh, there's a close-up of him holding it and 
boy, they just shouldn't do close-ups of the monster <laughs> oh, costumes. That glove looks ripped to shreds. <laughs> like, it's crazy how damaged the costumes get. I know we've talked about it before, but yeah. but can you imagine how many times they must have repaired, like, the Goldar costume? The ones that yeah. they use all the time? And, like, I what mean, I'm wondering is, we don't often see King Mondo in, like, American footage, so did they get that suit from the previous year? Has it been in a Japanese, oh, like, yeah. storage yeah, locker oh, for a year? that's why it's torn up. Yeah. What's frustrating yeah. to me is that, like, they just didn't bother to repair it for Power Rangers, even knowing full well there was going to be a close-up shot of yeah. the hand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. And, and it's like... His robot hand is basically like a gray glove yep. with uh, little pieces of foam on it, yep. and that's it. And spray painted silver, and that's it. Yep. Like it's it, you could have made another one, guys. It's not that that complicated. Um, but yeah, he's got this arrowhead. Uh, so that, so like, it's okay, weird great. that this is Sorry. that this is uh, this whole thing is not a four parter, as we've hinted at many times. This one does just continue immediately from the last one. So if you came in on this, it, it makes no goddamn sense. It makes yeah, no I goddamn mean, sense. I can confirm. I wonder if it was produced as a four-parter and they just didn't name it that way. Like, I don't know. It's weird because it is basically one. Because they had four red-hot titles to, like, plug there and, like, they <laughs> couldn't bear to get rid of three of them. Yeah, so they... yeah like, <laughs> challenges. Yep. You know, the best the best episode title ever. It's like, we have to save Brother Can You Spare an Arrowhead for part four because it's so good. They could have just so named good. all four of them that. But I guess the fact that he was his brother was a surprise. So brother Can You Spare it. an Arrowhead part four is a mouthful. Yeah. So, okay, so King Mondo, he he, res he responds to getting the arrowhead in the way that he obviously would, was saying, ha, you fucking idiot, you gave me the arrowhead, and I'm not going to give you your brother. Why would I? I'm evil, you dipshit. Have some lightning. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. Uh, there's also a part before he shoots him where he's like, you, you know, like all the stuff that you said, and then Tommy's like, okay, so can I have my brother now? Like, it's just, it's just very silly. That's, that's happened so many times, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's like, Goldar did that stupid. three years ago, and you still fell for this shit again. Like, the Goldar one I you know do what think I, about You know what I want to see? Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, what I want to see, at least once, in the history of this show, and Simon, Simon maybe you can tell me if this ever happens, <laughs> I want to see a scenario where the Rangers make an exchange of some kind of MacGuffin to get a hostage released, and the villains actually keep their end of the bargain. I want to see that once. <laughs> I uh, can't we actually saw that. We saw that in the last episode or two episodes ago when Ro uh, Adam got shrunk. And and uh, I don't, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think Sprocket meant to 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 release him. I think that just kind of happened because they killed the monster. Okay, sure, fine. <laughs> oh, that's true. They did. I think say it was tied to the monster, but whatever. Anyway, point is. Um, I just want Zordon to sit Tommy down like on like basic game theory 101. When the villains have all the cards and all the power, like they they have no reason to accede to your demands. So once right. you've given them what they want, it's game over. They don't owe you shit. Yeah. So uh, he shoots him with lightning, and then he, and then he just leaves instead of you know killing him. But whatever, it's fine. Um, Tommy gets very mad, and he uh, super punches the ground, which is weird because he's never done that before but use your superpower on the ground because you're angry i guess uh and then um he's like i'm gonna save you david and then we cut man 
It's weird how much I enjoy the Megazord getting the shit kicked out of it, because it doesn't happen that often, but yeah. uh, Mace Face is really just whooping the ass of the Megazord in the Viewing Globe, and we're going to see some more of that happening a little bit later. Um, it's, Tommy teleports... Go ahead, go ahead. It's weird that they left the Megazord fight unresolved for an episode and decided to end it at the beginning of the next one. That's just well, yeah. That doesn't really happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tommy teleports back to the power chamber, uh, and Billy's like, "Hey, we got a we got a visual on your brother. He's in this cave, and also for some reason the cave paintings are dancing. Great, cool, <laughs> awesome, good." Um, then Tommy's like, "Well, uh, have you been able to work on the?" Uh, uh, the the interface so that yep. I don't have to concentrate. <laughs> yep. And Billy, Billy, who literally has just been shooting lasers at it, <laughs> he's just like <laughs> using his welding torch or whatever at the thing and <laughs> just making sparks and pew pew and it's, smoke and going, nope, here, nothing doing. <laughs> here's the thing: I understand that the way not just this show but lots of media. Shows like fixing a thing is just shooting welding sparks at it yeah. or turning a wrench on just something hitting randomly. It with a hammer. I get that, but also this thing's not just a welding torch. It's literally shooting lasers at it. So I can't <laughs> help but think Billy is just like Tommy needs to get over this shit. So I'm just gonna blow this up <laughs> so that we can't use it, <laughs> and then Tommy has to deal. Um, but yeah, Tommy walks over to it and he's like, "Is this the interface system?" It is a smoldering crater on the desk, and Billy's like, yes, but I don't think it will work. Something tells me. I think I shot it too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's this thing busted on the desk. Tommy's like, okay, well, I guess I got just got to concentrate. Um, so he gets in, the, uh, in the, the robot, what shoots out of a cannon, my favorite robot, and he goes to help uh, the Megazord, who, again, as previously stated, is just getting a big old ass whooping. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's a pretty fun one-sided fight. Uh, and he's about to finish off the Megazord when uh, the battle the Battlezord shows up. Mm -hmm. I actually really love, uh, we, we, we talked about it last time, but what's the name of this monster again? Mace Face. Mace Face. Mace Face is really great. Yes, uh, he doesn't really fun. get to any time to shine personality wise, but like turning into a ball goes a long way. The ball is fun, and then the mm -hmm. fact that he's like a big mole basically uh, yeah. is fun. I like his design a lot. Um, yeah, he 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 shrugs off all the shots, uh, and then they uh, Tommy finally is able to get the the mega battle ultra zord what is it called what's the actual name it's mega battle zord i think is it just the yeah, mega battle zord okay um yeah. Yeah. this is maybe the most underwhelming zord combination ever like it's just the, bat the the battle zord turns into some over the shoulder cannons basically and there's a new helmet for the mega zord that's it yeah it literally just stands back to back i mean we talked yep. about it last week i but i thought maybe there would be some extra bits no the sh yeah. the arms just go over the mega zord's shoulder yeah. it turns into a backpack for the mega zord basically yeah, every basically. part of the battle zord other than the arms and head just kind of vanishes i think they're i mean when you put the toys together it's just back there like so i have to imagine that that in the show 
I mean, the, the, it's literally just standing back there. Attached you just see back. the Megazord getting a new helmet. So is that the head of the Battle Sword going over it? I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think so. So yeah, it's just it's Possibly. kind of under, it's pretty underwhelming. Um, I even liked when they yeah. literally just put the toys together in the other shows better. Um. So they they shoot the but whatever because the Battle Sword uh, arm cannon things are cool so. They use those and blow the hell out of Mace's face, uh, and he dies. Yeah. So that's good. They, they look like um, those things from Doom, like the skeletons with the cannons on the shoulders. That's basically oh, yeah. the idea here. It's pretty cool. Sure. But also, like, the shoulder guns are the entire attack, so this monster is theoretically <laughs> yeah. not doing anything that the battle zord couldn't have done on its own, except is a little higher. Maybe yeah. like the, the, the it needs the Megazord to weigh down the Battle Zord to, to go into full siege mode and like fire the guns at oh, full sure. power Otherwise, or something. It, if it shot that hard, it would just fall down. Yeah, okay. Right. It needs it needs the weight. Yeah. So we cut up to. Uh, but yeah, Vulcan's. it just it does that and the monster dies and it's it's a really really unceremonious death for uh, Mace mm-hmm. Face. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the moon. And uh, the Machine Empire is very mad uh, that uh, Tommy got away, but they and that the monster got killed. But they say that uh, essentially there is a uh, uh, the Arrowhead yep. has the power to control monsters if it is combined with a magic stone. Okay, I yeah, don't. There's just a stone somewhere, and this is already kind of stupid on its face, and it's only going to get more stupid when we actually see how it works. Yeah, also, what, like, the impression was that Tommy was given this to, like, that had some magic power and that that was in some way tied into him meeting his brother or his destiny or that crap. Why would it would do this also? Who knows? It's, like, he, could yeah. not tell you. It's part uh, of a stone. I don't know. Tommy's part of a, so this is where things get super messy. I guess Tommy and his brother are part of a chosen lineage to protect this key that keeps this ancient evil under wraps. Yeah, something like that. Do you remember the small little cave from the native with the, that the Native Americans had, and it turned out to be a Kryptonian thing? This is reminding me a lot of that. Wait, in what? Wait, what? In Smallville? Smallville, the TV show Smallville. Uh, okay. There was an oh. arc at some point where. Uh, Clark Kent at some point had a girlfriend who was Native American and she showed him to these sacred caves of her people and it turned out to have like a bunch of inscriptions on the walls that were Kryptonian and it turned out that this tribe's secret cave was full of, you know, uh, Kryptonian technology meant for Clark Kent when he was of age or whatever and it, it was like... It was. It, this reminds me a lot of that. This was also extremely problematic in exactly the same ways that this is. Anyway, this er, yeah, everything this, about this makes me bad. think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Writers, stop doing that. Stop. I mean, yeah. Stop making. Stop, stop. Stop doing that. Also, writers from twenty years ago. But I mean, still, like, it, it's just. The thing is, like, we've talked about it a lot in the context of the Native American religions, mm-hmm. um, of which there are many and not just one, which they yep. also forget. But, uh, like, the whole – I mean, outside of, uh, like, Christianity, which is so fucking ubiqu- ubiquitous that whatever, make fun stories about mm-hmm. it, that's fine. I don't care. Stop, like, making, oh, actually, this religion's, like 
you know, uh, this practice is because of, you know, a monster or, or whatever. Like, right. stop doing that. Especially stop not, and especially when your reveal is going to be actually the secret magic power from this ancient society of this, like, foreign culture is there to help our white protagonist to do his right. thing. You know, yeah. that's so, bad. Anyway, uh, so they got to find a magic stone to combine the arrowhead with. Great. We cut to... Uh, you know, hold on. If they don't know where the magic stone is, and they didn't know anything about the fact that this arrowhead was magic until they saw Tommy and his brother talking about it, how do they know they need to look for a stone? Where did they get this information? Because Clank says he analyzed it, yep. and that's all you need to know, I guess. Like He yeah. looked at it, and he was like, oh, say, see, it says right there, it's like written on it. That <laughs> In very small this font. Is, this is part of a big stone that makes In monsters. Point two five size yep, yep. font. It you just need like a mag- magnifying glass, and it's right there in English, clear as day. Uh, yeah, in English for some fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we cut to Rito and Goldar, who are making a um, uh, it, a, a castle tower. out of queens of spades, specifically. <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird yeah. detail. Well, so, so this this is this is the a double fuck up by the by the prop department that in a way that I find extremely hilarious. So they're, they're building a house of cards, uh, and not only are all of the cards that they're using queens of spades, but the house of well, cards is made of cards with blue on the back. They're blue yes. cards, and the one Rito's holding to put on the house of cards is red. I mean, but you also, can you, you know you can build a house of cards out of cards from multiple. In fact, you yeah. would have to for all of them to be queens of spades. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea that they just kind of, well, fuck it. We ran out of blue queens of spades. We're going to need the red one. So, Mike, here's what make, makes it even weirder to me. It's not all queen of spades. Yeah, when it topples over, we see that the other cards aren't. Yeah, only the cards facing us are queens of spades, which, like, you would expect, well, okay, they just got, like, a weird prop thing, prop cards that are only one card, but no, they didn't, so it's 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 just very strange. It's some kind of visual gag, but I don't know what the show was trying to say. I don't know what the joke is supposed to be here. So the (laughs) other thing is that Rito knocks it over, and uh, at that point it becomes very clear as it tumbles over that they were all, like, glued together. Yep, yep. Because it comes over in, like, a piece, one piece, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then Goldar says, you lose. So I guess they were playing some weird card-based Jenga only. <laughs> Competitive Queen of Spade House of Cards is real big uh, in the, you know, amnesiac moon monster market. They were playing yeah. card Jenga, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. But the the reason they lose is because sirens go off oh, yeah. to let the public know that the monster is dead. It's, which it's, is It's the... Monster over alarm that Angel Grove has, which we're now learning about. Yeah, but that's not a joke. I know we say shit like that, oh, and you're like, really "Ha ha, funny." No, that's what it is. They have an all clear siren that goes off when the Power Rangers have defeated a monster. Um, also, Bulk and Skull are there, and they have hats that have megaphones on them, and that must be part of a cut plot or gag because it's not referenced in any yeah. way if I, if I had to guess i'd say that as officers of the law whenever there's a monster attack they're required to wear those helmets so to broadcast the alarm for anyone to hear so that you know to keep <laughs> just, the people safe just, just shout monsters monsters yep. <laughs> and that's all you do so lieutenant stone comes to their garage door because they're i don't know if we've mentioned 
like I think we've said that Rito and Goldar live with Balkan Skull. Yeah. They live in their garage. They yeah. don't live in the house. I don't know if we've ever made that clear, but no. yeah. Well, they, so, it's Skull's garage. I don't know right. if Bulk also lives here. I mean, yeah, well, you know he does, but yeah. <laughs> um, so we've seen inside Skull's room before. We have. But this is the garage, yeah. Yep. So uh, Lieutenant Stone comes to the garage door and knocks on it. Bulk and Skull build a tower. Uh, they freak out and build a tower of boxes to hide uh, yep. Rito and Goldar behind. By the way, the framing of these shots is like, because you get the impression that Lieutenant Stone is coming up to the garage door to knock on it. And clearly all the shots looking into the garage are shot through the open garage door because you can see sunlight coming through there and everything. Like, it's not, it's it's really weird the way, like, the the, the geography of this place is not sold very well at all. In my um, opinion. Also, then a thing happens that I literally have no explanation <laughs> for. S- speaking of gags that don't come across, for some reason, after they build this box tower and successfully hide Rito and Goldar, uh-huh. they then jump onto the ground so that they're prone and each of them has a face in an empty dog bowl. Yeah, I mean, well, well, so th- they have to. Ha- this, this is. <laughs> I think the cartoon logic of it is these are Rito and Goldar's food bowls. Oh, and they There's have no to. They have here. to make Lieutenant Stone like their their whole thing is. Well, we can't let Lieutenant Stone think we have monsters. So I guess we have to make him think we eat out of the dog bowls. <laughs> that a- is such a leap of logic <laughs> that there's no way. It- I don't know. Do you think if you were five, you would get that because you're attuned to cartoons and we are struggling with yes. it because we're old? Yeah, maybe. Okay. But like, I, as as adults in the 21st century, what this scene actually looks like is that, oh shit, we can't let him know we have monsters. I know, let's make him think we were having sex in here. <laughs> because that's the, what oh, it looks like is because, going Because on. when Balk stands up also, he has a dog leash in his teeth. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, but... Holy shit, dude! Like, just but also, th- let's think about what this means for how they take care of Rito and Goldar. A makes them eat out of dog bowls. Yeah, they walk them on leashes. Walk them on leashes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they said before, like, like they do treat them like pets. Like in the last episode, they were like, "Did they get? Did you let them out?" Like, or and then later they put up like lost monster posters. Like that's how they treat them. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Also. Then uh, Lieutenant Stone is like, um, do y'all have pets? And they're like, absolutely not, sir. And then in Lieutenant Stone's head, he says, so y'all fucking okay. Got it. Um, this is, this is this, you know, Homer Simpson, like, I can't tell him I was at a bar. What's open late at night? Oh, I was out at a porn store. Yeah. Yes, officer. I was yeah. buying pornography. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it is that. That joke. Yep. Um, but so, also, go ahead. So, so what, what's going on with Bulk and Skull is absolutely fucked. But what's going on with Lieutenant Stone is also absolutely fucked because he he came in and barged in at their house, and it wasn't to tell them like, "Hey, it's the all clear" to check on them, make sure they're okay. It's to surprise, give them a psychological exam. Yeah. During their off time, I guess, and he's like, "Hey." 
uh, I need to check your brain meats and make sure you're okay to be cops. So be at the be at the gym and juice bar in an hour, by yeah. the way, because that's where you're getting your psych exam. Yeah, I will say that I'm totally down with doing some kind of exam before people become police officers. That seems like a good idea. Or after um, they become police officers, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why now? What are you talking about? You know, like, I, uh, do, do they need to like surprise them with this? Because if they can prepare for it, it's gonna like falsify the results. Or right, they, it's like a drug test. Yeah. You can't tell them it's coming because then yeah. you'll, you know, uh, steal by somebody's they'll pee. Manage to stay calm in the face of ink blots if they know it's coming. So right. Um, so. Now comes the part of the episode that is A, uh, culturally fucked, but B, uh-huh. really weird because essentially we're about to get a series of scenes where David is like having his own adventure, uh-huh. but but we aren't, it's not through his perspective. No, we barely see like, it through the viewing globe. Right, um, like David's off having yeah. his own shit happen, but we like barely see it, and it's very strange. Like, mm-hmm. so it, th- this is something. This again, it's something we've touched on throughout this this four parter, not four parter thing. And we've talked we've talked about the first two parts, but it's it's actually now kind of a triple whammy that's been consistent throughout. A, this is really insensitive. You shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. B, this doesn't make any sense. Why did you write it this way? See, this is awful television making. Why did you frame it and film it this way? Yeah. 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 And it's, there are layers to how bad this is. Yeah, so we're seeing through the viewing globe, David, uh, confronting a monster that appears and says, you'll pay for disturbing disturbing my sleep. Yeah, so the, the ancient Native American hieroglyphs that were dancing around turned into the monster. Uh-huh. So here's what I find interesting. I noticed in this episode, they don't call them Native American hieroglyphs or, or, or pictographs or anything. They don't use, mm-hmm. they don't say Native American in conjunction with the drawings. They just say ancient. Mm-hmm. With the monster, they say ancient. With the, uh, with the arrowhead, they just say ancient power. Like yep. all of a sudden, they have like backed away from it in a really weird way. Yeah, so they, it's it's almost like they realized that it was fucked what they were doing and tried to backpedal from it. But but, but not but enough. Way too late. Yeah, yep. like it's very but way strange. too late. And also, they completely fuck it in a whole another way because Zach, what's the name of this monster? So this monster is called an autochthon. Yep. Autochthon. Uh, now here's what's weird. There's a couple things that's weird about this. Uh-huh. A, it's not called like octathon face or octathon head. Like yeah. we always There's no have pun our or anything. Name. It's ju- it's no just pun. a regular ass English language word. Mm-hmm. It's a Greek word that means um, the. So in ancient Greece, the co- I'm reading this from Wikipedia. In ancient Greece, the co- uh, concept of octathons, is, uh, which literally means people sprung from Earth. Means mm-hmm. the original inhabitants of a country as opposed to settlers. Yep. So this is a term that means, but but not just natives. Mm-hmm. It like explicitly means natives as opposed to settlers slash yeah. colonials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means so it's, you know it's a word in French also that it's used like 
commonly and it's just you know it's used to refer to native americans or native you know australians right. native africans whatever you need it for that's the word yeah. first nations folks yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. for some reason <laughs> that's what the thing is they backed away from from using the term native american and then they named the monster as though they, they went to a like they may as well have just named it the indigenous monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, they went to a thesaurus, also, looked up native, and said, "What? Well, that's the name of the monster." Then, and also, Billy makes it even worse because everyone's like, "What's that?" And Billy's like, "Oh, that's an octoxon. Uh, they're one of the earliest inhabitants of the land." I'm yep. sorry. Hold on a second. Are you telling me that in Power Rangers lore? These are like a progenitor race, yeah, like these, in a the, fucking bungee game. Like he's like, implying that these predate the actual tribes that live on that reservation, also, or, or which fuck humans, off humans. Period. Yeah. Like yeah. So 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 they're telling us that before. Uh, what's what's the specific term for it? I think it's the Great Migration. That thing where where, where folks right, went over, like, like yeah. walked over during the Ice Age from like from uh, like from Russia through Alaska and then mm-hmm. went on down. Like before, those people got there. There were just monsters. Yep. Yeah. Even and, then, like but, Billy says, it's got to be thousands of years old. There, there's been people in North America for longer than thousands of years. I, Billy. So he, I don't have a problem with the idea of them introducing the concept that, like, oh, there were monsters here like before humans. That's yeah, not crazy. Sure. That's fine. The problem is they use that word, yeah, which is sp- specifically in context with like colonialism, yep, and also the fact that the monster design itself is oh, yeah. Native American inspired. That's it is the problem. absolutely that. And Wait, it is. It's, it sure I've, looks I like I it to me. I haven't been able to get a good look at the monster in this shitty SD footage. It, it looks tell, like some kind of eagle with like the 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 big headdress thing and oh, like, it looks some like frills a, and it stuff. It looks like a Nazca drawing. If you know what yeah. the Nazca lines are. It, oh, it kind of looks like oh, that. Oh, God. So, yeah. No, so, this like, is absolutely it, some kind of Native American-inspired monster to begin with that they got from the Sentai. If it was just like a goblin and they were like, yeah, before humans got here, there were goblins. Like, that's fine. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. It would be kind of weird that they specifically tied it into like being on the reservation or whatever, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be an issue. They went about it in essentially the worst possible way. So... Fuck. Okay, yep. great. So that's where we are. Um but but then what's crazy is that Tanya is like, "Wait, so you're telling me that there are like earth monsters that aren't from space, which we've had this before, haven't we? Haven't we had non-space monsters?" Yeah, we had we had uh, a Ninja face Lord. stealer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which yeah, was yeah. also theoretically tied to like in an, like an indigenous yeah. islander group. Yeah. That I mean, they made up. Yeah. So oh my like, god, this is a recurring thing. <laughs> I wish, Fuck me running. Here's the thing. If they just did like, hey, look, werewolves, like mm-hmm. that would be fine. <laughs> I don't and care. That would be Twilight. Whatever. Like, if there were non non monsters that were not related to them to the uh the the antagonists, uh that's not a problem. Again, mm-hmm. it's just the way yeah, they we've, did it. Yeah, we've we've so, definitely had others that like were not earth based, but were also not yeah, uh, you know, main villain base. So, like we had the, mm-hmm. the the hydro contaminator recently. So yeah, it's it's fucked up. We we've talked about it. Let's move on to prevent from spiraling. But essentially, uh, Zordon says, okay, so uh, yeah, so here's the deal. It's not affiliated with King Mondo. 
So it's going to have like different objectives. Um, but now, their objectives are aligned because they're both just evil is the thing. Because right. all monsters are evil, which, by the way, is going to be disproven eventually in a future oh, yeah. season. Because Th- that becomes a whole bee, thing in right? space. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, so anyway, yeah, essentially they're like, okay, well, it doesn't really matter because David's trapped in there with it. So it doesn't matter that he's not uh, under uh, King Mondo's, you know, uh, purview. Um, so... Before we get before we get further into, into the into the deep uh, into the deep shit, so th- the basic idea is that if King Mondo plugs the arrowhead into the magic stone that they're looking for, they get to control these ancient evils on Earth, including this thing. And they hint mm. that there's more of them, uh, but yeah. at least at least this thing, King Mondo g- gets to control it. Yeah, and and then so my mind made some very quick A to B to C. Because I was like, oh, this is literally the plot of Sonic Adventure, because of course I did. (laughs) And then I went, oh shit, that actually, uh, it's super the plot of Sonic Adventure, because there's a whole thing in there about, like, the the ancient Echidna civilization basically just being based on the Mayans. So, like, yeah, this is is literally just Sonic Adventure. You know, (laughs) I think every video game's plot is there's some kind of ancient thing that some yes. bad guys are trying to control. Ancient progenitor races. I, I mean, I made a crack at Bungie earlier, but, like, it's lo- it's not just them. I mean, well, usually the lo- ancient progenitor racers are specifically, like, aliens or something. Right. They, the ancient progenitor I racers want- races usually aren't the I, actual ancient progenitor races I don't want to make fun of you for misspeaking because I do it all the time, but you did say ancient progenitor racers. And I would love. So we've got to get Luke on here, like <laughs> yeah, getting off Let's lo- Place. But and- I would love a uh, uh, a video game that's just like all the different progenitor race- races from every uh, video game uh, in like a Mario Kart style race. <laughs> <laughs> Protheans versus the ancient ones from Halo versus yeah. the guys from Assassin's Creed versus. Oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> So anyway, um, wait! Fucking Assassin's Creed had progenitors. Assassin's aliens? Creed was yeah, that, dude. and Assassin's Creed was specifically about the ancient progenitors of humanity from on Earth. So there you yeah. go. The thing you uh, said. So we've got. Um, so yeah, they're like, okay, well, can we get to him? No, because King Mondo's still shielding the cave. Uh, and Tommy's like, okay, I have an idea. I I know how to figure this out. And he goes uh, to talk to Sam Trueheart. To ask him how to get into the cave, which seems like a weird call, because I don't know why he would know how to penetrate an, an alien robot space shield. I mean, but it, it okay. turns out that all of you know that tribe's mythology is based on those monsters from ancient times, because he calls them evil spirits, and how one of their warriors imprisoned them in the Arrowhead. So it was actually a good call from Tommy, even though more problematic stuff that we barely even yeah, need to say course. at this point. But so. So yeah, it raises a lot of questions. So the fact that the Power Rangers have to fight this monster with giant robots and shit, it kind of makes one wonder how they sealed these monsters the first time. Well, they had this arrowhead, and they yeah, just, they, you they know, but the Rangers, all, they, the Ranger, I mean, fucking spoiler warning: the Rangers get the arrowhead back, and they still need to use the robot. Well, here's what I'll say: uh, you can have a magic MacGuffin to solve a lot of different problems. But if you got a robot, you don't need those MacGuffins because yeah. it's a big robot. Like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of 
I, I do kind of want to play a, a JRPG now where they're like, you need to go get the six crystals. Uh, and then the, the protagonist you get the is six like, crystals what about just... like, The bad guy takes them from you and he's like, aha, finally I have all this power. And, and then the protagonist... Like, <laughs> it's 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 basically it hits you like a bowling ball or something. It's like oh, but wait, we have guns. We can just shoot you. Actually, yeah, exactly. Uh, and the protagonist is just like, but I have this robot, so it seems like it's gonna be fine. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Sam explains that the the arrowhead controls these these quote ancient spirits, which I guess are the octocons, and I guess like you said, Mike, there's a bunch of them boy, we're just running through this, but that's because it's a lot of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Sam also tells him, like, hey, if you say see David, please tell him to come home, which means that Tommy didn't tell him that his adopted son has been captured by monsters. So that's Mm -hmm. a cool thing, Tommy. Um, But yeah, we cut back up to the moon, uh, and uh, Clank is, like, still looking for the stone, uh, but also... The cave where we put uh, uh, Tommy's sibling is uh, got a monster in it, and Mondo's like, "Okay, great. We'll teleport it back up to the uh, um, up to the surface." And then through the viewing globe, we see David grab the octathon as it octocthon octocthon as it teleports. Uh, and again, we just get this narration from everybody watching through the viewing globe of what's happening. Uh, we never, like, cut to David. It's just a very strange decision. They, I don't know why they did it It's that like way. they only had a single fisheye lens to shoot in the cave with and never bothered <laughs> to put an actual camera in there, and that's all we get now. Right. So they teleport over to uh, to where the, uh, David is um, uh, and Morph also, uh, and they get there. And the Octocthon is like, I'm going to smash you. And then a bunch of cogs show up. And the Octocthon is like, hey, cogs, I don't know who you are and I'm not affiliated with you, but go beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very strange. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, they, they fight. There's a cog fight. It's pretty good. Uh, again, the cogs grab David again. Yes. David again showing he's related to Tommy. Uh, by being arm grabbed by, by <laughs> there's also a very quick shot where you see David being held by a c- cog that is like punching him in the stomach, but he doesn't sell it at all. The actor, so it just looks like he's giving him tummy tickles, and I really like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we have this cog fight. It's fine. Uh, they beat the cogs up. Uh, the Octathon, uh, blasts Tommy, blasts all the rangers. Um, King Mondo comes down, and then he's like, hey, Octathon, I love that you're evil. And he's like, I don't know who you are. What is happening? <laughs> I'm a big fan of your work, like, thousands of years ago, terrorizing yeah. the Earth. This um, Earth that was yours before the people came, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happens a lot. In this in this franchise, I almost said in the show, but the last big example I thought of was fucking the the first Power Rangers movie. Yeah, Rosita uh, Redder yeah. just like, oh, I have a news. We're big fans of your work. Hey, yeah. like, yep. it's it's a weird trend to see villains try to schmooze other yep. like more powerful villains. It's like there's this whole community of villains that you know they follow each other on Twitter and like they haven't met <laughs> but they know of their work. <laughs> you you know it, it's. 
it's like an accepted practice that that in in kids shows like villains are just bad because it's not like they want to well, i mean a lot of times yeah. they do want power but like a lot of times it is literally just i love being evil it's yep. the best yep and when then meet villains meet each other it's it becomes a weird conversation because it's not like oh man you took over all these planets and have these under uh, all these people under you it's literally like you're so evil and i love yep. that about you like it's just weird well, that's that's a <laughs> thing about growing up is like you watch these kids shows and you think people are, you think evil people are just evil for their own sake and would really get along because hey they both love evil and then you get older and you realize no nah, that's uh, that's unrealistic people have their own motivations everyone's the hero of their own story yada yada mm-hmm. and then you really get out into the real world and they realize no the kids shows had it right evil people are just <laughs> evil and they fucking yeah. love being evil yep. and they love yeah. being evil together even more mm-hmm. yeah um but then uh essentially king mondo is like oh by the way um uh, good thing I've got this arrowhead because soon I'm gonna control you and and lots of other monsters. Oh boy! And there's there's this really funny shot of King Mondo pulling the arrowhead out, and then Tommy immediately screams Zeo power kick. Yep. And I was like, oh good, he's he's like he saw it and he's gonna kick it out of King Mondo's hands. Nope, completely unrelated. <laughs> King Mondo pulls the arrowhead out and then Tommy just. Kicks the uh, cog uh, holding David yep. and then makes all the rangers teleport away and she <laughs> teleports David out of there. And King Mondo's just like, I mean, that's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he, works for he me. Had, <laughs> he had the initiative. He, you blew it. <laughs> you went for the wrong target, buddy. I mean, I know that the whole plot is that Tommy is like, so concerned with his brother that he's not like thinking correctly, but it's very funny the way the shot is framed. <laughs> it's like King Mondo is like, you can get me or save your brother, not both. And Tommy's like, wait, hang on. First, let me call my the rest of my team off and let you go so that I can save my brother. What yeah, exactly. There are five of you. Why did you do it this way? <laughs> um. So, uh, he... Tommy uh, teleports uh, David out of there. Obviously, he cannot go straight to the power chamber with everybody else because he's got David, uh, which made sense to me until uh, (laughs) David's like, they've got the arrowhead. It's got lots of power. And also, they probably kidnapped my brother and we got to save my brother. Mm -hmm. And Tommy's like, no, your brother's fine. And he's like, how do you know? And then Tommy's like, because I am him. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Takes his helmet off for some reason, doesn't immediately lose his superpowers as established in the first episode of the goddamn well, that, show. That's, that's the power coins. They've they've changed power sources like six times since then or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, it's fucking fine. So that's fine. Does that mean that they can escalate now? <laughs> I mean, they've are, done it many are times. Are they no longer beholden yeah. to any of the rules because they have the Zeo crystals now? Like... I mean, they've always been playing fast and loose with them, and it's it's always just been like Zordon fucking like it's it's weird. It's hard to know if those are just Zordon's rules mm-hmm. or if they were the rules of the power coins. Like none of this shit is clear. Yeah, um, but so anyway, uh, he, yeah, Tommy takes his helmet off, shows David that he's a Power Ranger. I I, I like 
when the Rangers, it's this is it's not just this show hmm. uh, or this series. I like when the Rangers have a civilian ally that knows who they are. It's, yeah, it's always a cool dynamic. Um, I really wish Bulk and Skull had figured it out at some point. That would have been yeah. a lot of fun. But um, I mean, they did. Cool they, s- they had their their memory wiped. <laughs> that was right. The one time. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool dynamic. Um, and David seems fine. Like we don't know that much about him, but it, mm-hmm. it, that that works for me. It's just weird how quick it happens. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that he's his brother, and teenagers make dis- bad decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he has said literally fifteen sentences to this guy, and then he's like, "By the way, I'm a Power Ranger. I haven't told my parents. I haven't told <laughs> you know like <laughs> anybody else." Uh, yeah, like g- genetic connection aside, he he does barely know this guy. Yeah, 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 it's it's very very fast. Uh, so David's like, "What happened to the Arrowhead?" And Tommy's like, "Oh, it's my fault. They got it away from me." And also, I just thought you would just die. I don't know. Like, it's not clear what his thought process was exactly. Um, he panicked clearly because. There's no reason for the other four rangers to have gone to the command center at that point other than to let King Mondo escape. It's it's just bad writing at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, you could sell it as like he wasn't thinking right, but yeah, yeah. It, it's silly. Um, so David tells Tommy he's got to go back. He also knows where the magic stone is, apparently. Mm-hmm. He says there's a stone in the forest. Legends say it will activate the arrowhead's full powers. When we see this thing, it's just a rock. Why is there a legend about it? Like, you know, I'm sure that near you... Because it has the magic... So it, it has an arrowhead-shaped slot in it? Sure. With, like, fucking what? Yeah, it's yep. very silly. Um, so they, they, they're getting ready to go back, uh, to find it. Um, we cut back up to the moon. Uh, they hear that, uh, uh, King Mono overhears that there's, it's in the forest somewhere. Uh, and they send some fighters out to scout the forest. We cut to Balkan Skull, who are undergoing an ink block test. Yep. Uh, and... This is a gag that happens a lot with inkblot tests, but they're fun. It's still funny to me, mm-hmm. which is essentially uh, him showing them straight up pictures of monsters, yep. and then them being like, "Oh my god, that's a monster!" and him yep. being like, "There's something wrong with you. You only see monsters, yep. and it's just pictures of monsters." Yeah. Yep. Um, but so then we see the name of the book Lieutenant Stone is using to administer oh, this god, test. We get a close up shot it's, of it. It's not a I'm very, okay. Yeah. Go it's ahead. called, I'm okay, you might be nuts. Yeah, that's, yeah that seems like a bad psychiatry textbook or whatever. Yeah. It's- <laughs> here's, here's the thing. That's a thing that, like, I, I, if that was a pamphlet in, in like, a psychiatry <laughs> office, I'd be like, that's weird, but fine. <laughs> it's a textbook called that, which yep. seems inappropriate. <laughs> like, I don't think that's okay. Uh, it's I a, mean... Not a clinical I mean- term. I, I love going to like the engineering section of the like the li- the the university library and seeing the civil engineering textbook titled "I built great bridges, but yours fucking suck and will collapse." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, is this is this ableist? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, yes. the term nuts is by itself ableist, and when you're trying to psychologically evaluate someone, judging them and calling them nuts is pretty much right on the definition of the term. Right. There, there's, been a, there's been a push uh, with people to not say crazy as, like, that's crazy, yeah. and I, I'm kind of on the fence about that one, but, like... Calling someone nuts specifically when you're evaluating them psychologically, yep. that's just a no. You yep. shouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't think that one's for, up for question. Um, so, yeah, we cut back to the power chamber. Um, Tommy uh, comes over. Billy's like, hey, I, I need you to come look at this. Uh, they see that King Mondo's uh, searching the forest. Um, they're like, okay, shit. Well, uh you know, that means he might have found it. Um, God, fucking American footage of King Mondo is so awkward because, like, they have this guy waddling around in a forest. And, like, I, I say waddling because, like, that's literally all you could do in this suit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how much we've talked about what King Mondo looks like, but it's really bulky. It's extremely mm-hmm. bulky. Like, he's a fat robot, basically. Um, and that means that the suit, like... You can't move your legs, really. It's, like, bell-shaped, kind Mm -hmm. of. So you could only take very small strides. So it looks real silly. Um, King Mondo has found the the stone, uh, and he puts the arrowhead in the little arrowhead slot, and he's like, yes, the world will be mine. Um, He shoots it with lightning. He then says, I'd like to see the Power Rangers try to stop me now. Uh, and then Tommy's like, cool, and gets in his robot what shoots out of a cannon. <laughs> and he says, you'll be careful what you wished for, King Mondo. Mm-hmm. And there is this really incredible shot of King Mondo standing in the forest going, what's that noise? And then he turns around <laughs> and a giant flying robot yep. shoots him with lasers. And it's very funny. Also, the lasers are are star-shaped. Like the uh, the Red Battlezord's visor, which is a nice touch. Um, I like star-shaped lasers. Star- these are good. Uh, Kirby has them. It's good. Yes, that's true. Wait, are those lasers? I mean, they're stars that he throws when he has the rod or like when he inhales. It's not really. like it's. There's a laser <laughs> power that shoots actual lasers. To be clear about Kirby here, to, to, <laughs> to set the record straight, Kirby has lasers, and also he can shoot stars. It's not the same thing. The stars, I mean, he eats you, and then he turns you into a star, which yeah. is something we don't really need to dwell on here. I think you can have that's, your own I mean, that's pretty clearly that. in the Kirby canon right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> he does that, and then the star rod—you can just shoot stars. Does the does the star rod shoot people that have been eaten? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird how many Nintendo franchises you really, really need to not think about. <laughs> like it's all of them, basically. It, it's it? almost like, like Nintendo as a company goes, <laughs> "What would be a fun video game?" Okay, put it in a video game. What's that? We need a story on this. I don't know. Write some words. Okay, cool. Ship it. Yeah, well, I mean, just... like, there's a there's a real uh, problem uh, on the internet with the uh, with really deeply overthinking and uh, and overanalyzing media intended for children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know why anybody would do networks that. that do things like that. <laughs> um, so but fuck it. it. I kind of spaced out and got distracted by Twitter, and because you were talking about Kirby, I have no idea where we're at now. Uh, we are uh, King Mono uh, getting shot by King Mono gets shot by lasers. Uh, 
Tommy grabs the arrowhead uh, and says, "Well, so Kimono is like, it's fine, whatever. I don't care about your robot. I have a, uh, I have this magic stone power." And then Tommy literally like, he comes up from the bottom of the screen like like a fucking muppet, <laughs> and he's just like, "Not anymore. It only works when it when the." Uh, the stone touches the arrowhead, waka waka, and then he just grabs it and runs away. And King Mondo is like, hey, he took my arrowhead, and also I can't run, so my plan has been defeated. It's just it's really actually silly. It's pretty wild that Tommy had such a hard time with Mondo earlier. Yep. Like... Because Mondo can barely move. Like, that's the thing. Like, there was, like, there was a problem with, with Zed also, where, like, we were supposed to believe he was super powerful, but also his suit actor couldn't move very much. But, like, this is a thousand times worse. At least Zed looks imposing. That's the thing. Like, Zed looks scary. Yeah. King Mondo doesn't really. He just takes so, like, it and yeah. runs off. It's, oh, God. <laughs> Cogs are uh, standing right there and do nothing to stop him. Um, so anyway, the he he runs away. King Mondo literally says, "Like that blasted ranger took my arrowhead." And it's oh, just it's very why silly. I never. Uh, yeah. Um, the dag blasted varmint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tommy uh, teleports uh, away. Um, we see uh, back at the power chamber. Billy uh, registers that the Octothon has gotten away, quote, gotten away again, gotten away from where I don't know, because, like, they literally were near him and then they just left <laughs> again. It's gotten away cause... from out in the open where you left it with no supervision. Great job. Right. Um, so they say he's at the shore. Uh, well, sure. And, and so Correct. they all teleport to Angel Grove Beach. Uh, everybody goes to meet up. Um, we, we see, we, there is like a one second establishing shot of them teleporting in and getting shot. And <laughs> yeah. then, uh, Tanya uses Tanya does Zeo a fucking Devil May Cry combo at the monster. It's pretty cool. Yes. She says, she says Zeo two power kick and she does like some crazy special effect, uh, combos on him. Uh, including using her little nunchuck things, which we don't see her use very often. Mm-hmm. And then everybody uses uh, backflips, or not backflips, they like back uh, handspring. Yep. And then they say, Zeo spinning power kick, which I... Th- it's, it's some fucking Sentai never... shit going on right there. Because well, it's yeah, so to... here's what they're specifically doing. They're all doing a spin dash at him. Yep. Yes, they're doing a sonic spin dash. Yep. Yeah, it's not just a Sonic Spin Dash either. It's like the homing one from the adventure games. They like yeah. turn into a little ball and shoot at him. It's the bad one from the bad Sonic. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's just funny because they call it a power kick and Tanya also calls it a power kick. And earlier, Tommy calls it a power kick. I don't Zach. believe they've ever power kicked. And then in this episode, they just do that three times. I mean, Tommy's done it a couple times. Apparently, it's like the the red O-Ranger signature thing, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Right. It's kind of it's kind of funny because if, if you've ever watched Kamen Rider, all the Kamen Riders have like a power kick move. It's like one of the Kamen Riders things. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Rider kick. It's, yeah. it's the... 
it, it's actually the big thing that, that carried over into Masked Rider was he still did the Rider kick because, like, what right. the fuck else are you going to call it? Yeah, so it's just funny that, that they do it a bunch in this episode. So they power kick the monster. He goes down, but then Clank shows up uh, with Orbis and makes him big. Well, it's it's great. It's 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 probably like the second time because I don't remember if Hydro Contaminator got big or not. But like, Clank's just like, "Hey, Orbis, uh, do you want to see if you can grow that thing?" Yeah, yeah, because it's so that's that's okay. Actually, here's an interesting question: uh, Orbis supposedly, or or like not supposedly, but like ostensibly. Orbis grows monsters by either injecting them with some sort of thing, <coughs> metal milk, or he uh-huh. uses, like, a ray on them to activate their, like, beginning programming. Yeah. Why the hell does it work on, like, an ancient monster from Earth? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just... almost like your fucking metal milk theory is, like, has some <laughs> weaknesses in the structure, in the foundation. I'm just saying... Orbis is a robot designed to make other robots big. It seems weird that it would just work on anything, but I, I guess it's okay. never been mentioned like explicitly that Autochthon is a robot, but it would have to be for any of this to make sense. Because God <laughs> forbid that a Power Rangers episode doesn't make sense. But there you go. <laughs> what if What if Orbis can just manipulate reality? I would make I mean, one of the most dangerous. What if Orbis is the most powerful being? <laughs> <laughs> in the Power Rangers universe, and is just even is apathetic even beyond King Mondo's shit. So you're like saying he just he rolls like why why do you, why do you think it is that when King Mondo gets mad at his underlings, he always yells at Clank but never at Orbis? So so I'm sorry, Mike. Are you saying that Orbis is a small div- diminutive uh, creature? that has power over all reality and just does things for special for kicks. Who else do yes. we know who's like that? Oh shit. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> yes, that's right. Orbis is Mr. Mixapitalic. That's right. I, I Mr. did it. Mr. Metal did Milk click click click. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so uh, we finally so, fucking did it, y'all. Yeah. We solved. We solved. The, we solved the Power Rangers puzzle, and now we, the podcast is over. We solved Power Rangers. We did the best Power Rangers joke possible. Um, uh, all it took for several years of setup and knowledge of our several running bits. <laughs> oh God! All the red strings are coming together. It's it's all clicking into place. I hope this isn't anyone's first episode of the show because it's not going to work. But yeah, oh, so God, there are that is far from the only reason I hope this isn't anybody's first <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> so they they get in the robot and they don't even bother using the uh the the battle zord, which they just use the regular ass Meg- megazord, which is fine. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. They do bring it in. Uh, they they fight in the regular megazord for a little while. Uh, they get their butt kicked by uh. By multicolored silly string that then electrifies, which I actually think is not the first time that exact attack has happened in this show. It sounds like a Power <laughs> Rangers monster attack, for uh, sure. It's certainly not the first time silly string has been employed. I yeah. don't know if it's been electrical before, but it's certainly not the first time we've seen it. Right, so once they're trapped in that, then the me- uh, Battle Zord gets called out. Uh, and then they form up the uh, the Mega Battle Zord again. 
and uh, and and blast the octocthon with those those big old arm guns. Um, blow it up. Actually, that's kind of a kind of an interesting thing that happens in this, and I don't know if it because it, it's it's happened just about every time so far. But it seems like whenever Tommy gets out of the battles, out of the Megazord to pilot the other thing, Tanya's the one who takes over the controls. I think it was Rocky last time, but in this was episode. It? I believe so, but in no, not no, it was not Rocky. I'm sorry, it was Adam, because we said something mm. about it. Uh, huh? I, I wonder how they decide who takes over. I guess they have shifts. I, they take turns. Well, <laughs> so they have the helmets that they can switch off, and then whenever yeah. they have the specific helmet, it's that person. But mm-hmm. I don't know otherwise. That's a good question. Um, so they beat him up. We cut back to uh, Balkan Skull. He shows them, uh, uh, Lieutenant Stone shows them one more picture, uh, and he, they actually reference putties, which is, which is funny, because they, Yeah, Eric, yeah, Bulk's Eric, just like, yeah, that one pic, Lieutenant Stone's like, hey, you guys just seem to see monsters in every picture, and Bulk's like, yeah, that happened, that last one looked a lot like putties, remember putties? Yep. And then, Eric, could you put the do- the audio in for this? Uh, that one looked like a putty. Remember the putties? <laughs> Because they make the putty noise and it's the best. Yep. <laughs> it's really they do funny. it by like wiggling their fingers on their lips, also. Yeah, which is also uh, the, you know the shitty gesture for a crazy person that people do. So wait, is it? I don't think I've seen that yeah. one. Yeah, you've, you've never want, seen that. To go, someone when you want to make fun of someone before because you know that's that's in stuff. Oh, I I don't think I've seen it used that way. I believe it is. It's cartoons a lot. A lot of older comedy. Yep. Hey everyone, it's Eric. Uh, at this point, Simon's track got a little messed up, and it's not really usable in any way that you would want to listen to it. So, for the last little bit of the episode, the part of Simon will be played by me. Uh, but basically, what it boils down to is Lieutenant Stone says, Well, you guys are absolutely, utterly, and completely obsessed with monsters. <laughs> and in any other city, that would disqualify you. But because you live in Angel Grove and we are constantly under attack, it actually makes you the most qualified people to be officers. Because when I started watching this the first time and he said, well, basically, you guys have PTSD. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're constantly getting attacked by monsters. And then he says what I was saying. And so it's a rare case of the show actually being one step ahead of us. Yeah. It's really funny that he's like, uh, so that means that we need you because yeah. you're obsessed with monsters and we live in a town where we constantly have monster attacks. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so then uh, behind uh, behind them, we see uh, uh, a Tommy uh, walking over to David uh, and... Uh, a weird, weird, surprising instance of Bulk and Skull, and then the Rangers actually being in the same shot. Right. Honestly. It, it felt like that whole examination thing was going on in a room where there weren't any other people there. But then the scene kind of transitions, and it shows that, oh, no, actually, they're in the gym and juice bar, and they're doing this in public for some reason. Because Again, it, the the attempt to justify it has gone really they've just stopped like they have the one set that's yep. why it's happening there yep. there's no other reason really <laughs> um so 
Tommy, uh, David's like, oh, you're safe. And Tommy tosses him the arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and they then sit David down. goes, oh, fuck, this thing is sharp. Don't toss this at me. <laughs> uh, David's like, oh, by the it way. It pierces his hand and yep. he turns into a monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David sits down and he's like, by the way, uh, are your friends who I think they are? And Tommy... Without consulting his friends over whether it's not to tell his okay to tell his brother uh, their secret identities is just like, yep, that's the Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're the only one who knows our secret. Don't fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's such a bad idea. I again, the whole secret identity identity thing in Power Rangers is weird because the villains always know who they are. Yep. So like that traditional reason. It isn't in play, but still, when you're going through all this trouble of keeping your secret identity, why? why? <laughs> actually, I'd like to see Zordon just pipe up there and say, well, actually, Tommy, the whole thing is that you can't tell anyone, so please turn in your Zeo Crystal, you're done. Yeah, that would be yeah. really funny. And also, like, the idea is that they can't do it for personal gain, but, like, there have been, there have been so many... like. These kids are sacrificing a lot, a lot of times. Like, we have so many episodes where it's like, oh, no, my social life has fallen apart because I'm a Power Ranger. And there it's was like, poor Haley who was trying to date Tommy, the Power oh, yeah, Ranger, right. and that didn't turn out so well. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's just weird. But, but uh, so David's like, all right, well, what's next? And essentially they decide that they would like to hang out sometime. Oh, also, they both, like, put hands on the arrowhead and it splits. And Tommy says, I guess we're supposed to hold on to these separately, which does seem like a fairly good idea, I guess. Yeah, the Arrowhead was like, actually, it's probably safer if we don't use it and we just let no one use it, uh, but still. Right. Um, so, yeah, David says, like, hey, we should hang out sometime. He also apologizes for freaking out about losing in the sparring, essentially saying, like, I just wanted to impress you, and then you beat my ass, and it made me upset. So it, it's cute. I think the resolution of it is is pretty well done. Um, and then they uh, they high five because that's what you do, yep. uh, and that's the episode. And it's it it, it wraps up pretty well, I think. Um, yeah. Hey. Mm. No, uh, that's fine. Give me. Yeah. Your, uh, go ahead. Okay, this one, it was pretty broken up. Uh, he said something like, I guess there's a whole bunch of the bad guys uh, that live under a rock, maybe. And something about Tommy and his brother. Uh, it seemed funny. Did you, did you mention that the arrowhead split in two again? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Okay, good. But just, uh, fucking what? <laughs> oh, that part? Yeah, I mean... It's all bullshit. So th- I mean, I th- it was all just a contrivance to get Tommy to meet this character and introduce his brother. That's the thing is, like, I feel like the Arrowhead stuff is so obviously plot driving. Like, it's just there so they can get to the next plot beat to mm-hmm. the to the level where I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't bother me that that happened because it's always been so obviously transparent the whole time. I don't know. It's it's weird. Um but yeah, I'm I here's what I'll say that I think both of you will agree with me on. I'm glad we're done with this shit for a little oh, while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Fucking hell. Ugh. 
the next episode is like uh, uh it's a rocky based episode and i'm and then, oh, the, and then the fucking promised land holy and shit then after that it's a i think we get a couple like ranger spotlight episodes there's an adam one and a tanya one and that's exciting yeah the, the I, ta- I like rocky adam and tanya yeah the tanya one um is a musical episode. Oh, it's the one where she wants to be a singer. That's pretty good. Y- yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. And I, it, God, I, I can't wait to get away from Oh, and we have a Halloween special coming up in two weeks from now. Yes. Oh, oh thank God. Holy, that's exciting. Yeah, just, ugh. So, and, you know, I feel like, I feel like this is a thing that happens a lot. Like, it also happened with Alien Rangers, and I'm sure there's some other shit where this happens where, like, like oh god it's so bad but just we'll get we'll get to the other side we'll get to the other side of it and like getting to zeo like it's every time we come up toward the end of a new season or like getting to zeo was a big deal and just i don't know i uh, part of me doesn't want to look forward to anything anymore <laughs> well i'll tell you this i watched a couple episodes ahead they're pretty fun I, they're they're definitely more fun and this, we're like than this three film. episodes away from an episode called bulk fiction yes okay and also we're only like five episodes away from the first gold ranger episode yes so like awesome that's exciting right. i'm still i'm still holding out hope that the things that that like so people say that zeo is good and here's the thing before I we like got zeo to this marathon before we got to this marathon of tommy bullshit i really liked the first part of zeo I'm yeah. willing to believe that, on the whole, this season is still really good. It's just, boy, this was rough. At this point, Simon talks about how there is a four-parter and a three-parter that sucked, and so it's just seven episodes out of 50, uh, but I think he's full of shit. I watched the first uh, Gold Ranger episode, and, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get there, but I we watched those, like, two VR Troopers episodes, like, way back when, like, two mm-hmm. years ago now at this point. And um, it is crazy how obvious it is that it's that guy. It's the main dude from VR Troopers. Yeah. Which makes it... Weren't they initially going to just actually have him be... Not only have that actor be the Gold Ranger, but have it literally be the guy from VR Troopers, the character. Yeah, and then... Well, I don't know about that, but but the other thing that makes it crazy is when they reveal who the Gold Ranger is, it's not him. So it's just his voice in the suit for a couple episodes, but it's very distinctive, especially if you were a kid watching both shows at the time. Like, it's really weird. I mean, and we'll VR talk about- Troopers had been off the air for a couple of years by then. Oh, I didn't so. know that. Okay. I think it got reruns, though. Yeah, I'm it, sure it, it got, did. It got rerun in syndication. Like, they, there's a reason that uh, a lot of the spinoffs lasted exactly, like, 40 episodes or so. Yeah. Yeah. So they could, they could rerun them. All right, so that's the episode. Um, we've been having a little bit of technical issues, so we're gonna ho- ga- go ahead uh, and cut it off here. Um, you, though, if you have questions for us, send them to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Uh, check out Audio Entropy for lots of other cool podcasts. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to plug real quick? Uh, I have a Twitter at the real Sim Ben. You can find me there. I am currently on paternity leave, so I don't have a whole lot better to do than to check my phone. And I also fully endorse Basho and Tell, a wonderful podcast about the exciting world of sumo, hosted <laughs> by my good friends Eric and Frankie. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, my Twitter is at Mike Loves Rabbit. Um. 
yeah, you can just, you can see angry leftist shit, shit posts, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and retweets of rabbits. The rabbits are the best part. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's all good. Uh, yeah, and follow me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I post random stuff. Uh, again, quick reminder: if you're going to be getting Battle for the Grid uh, on PlayStation, probably PlayStation Four specifically, I think is where we're gonna try to do a tournament. Uh, please reach out to me, uh, uh, preferably at Teens with Suit on Twitter, and just let me know. And we're gonna try to do some kind of community thing. Uh, no details yet, but reach out to me and let me know, and we'll we'll try to play that uh, with some of y'all. So that's gonna be it for us this week. Uh, tune in next time uh, with a a blessed Rocky uh, based episode. Rocky, our savior, um, Rocky, the the favorite, <laughs> favorite character. With the best plots. That's Rocky. Don't, don't say the words. I'm so glad that he's going to be around forever, even after Zio ends. Oh, God. If there's God one guy it. who's definitely never going to hurt his ankle, Rocky's our man. <laughs> uh, so ankles of steel. <laughs> Rocky Rocky, invincible ankles to Santos. Yep, that's what they that's call what, him. That's what they call him. Rocky, literally the logical opposite of Achilles to Santos. <laughs> uh, Rocky, the guy who is... Uh, Definitely not going to be off the show in like 20 episodes for 20 years or something. Uh, it was breaking up real bad at this point. Uh, but what he said was very funny, I'm sure. <laughs> These nicknames are really specific and elaborate, actually. It's kind of strange. Uh, so, for Teens with Tude, I've been Zach. I've been Stimo. I may or may not have been Mike. I'm honestly not sure at this point. And may the power protect you always. We, we, we hear you, but you're scared.